Welcome to the Money Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Torres. This episode is brought to you by Crowdsourced Books. Crowdsourced Books provides you with all the resources you need to become a successful author. You can find out more by visiting crowdsourcedbooks.com. All right, now let's jump into the episode. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. Um, today, I'm really excited. I have Frederick Shelton on the line. Um, he's the CEO of Shelton and Steel. Um, it's a law firm, mergers, and ladder acquisition firm. Um, they do business consulting. So, hey, Frederick, really happy to have you on the show. Hey, happy Friday. Hey, there you go. Happy Friday, depending on when you're listening to this, right? Uh, <laughs> all right. So, hey, uh, so as I mentioned to you, the, you know, the focus of this podcast really is on providing advice and tips to, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, executives. Some of them will be earlier in their career. Some of them will be later in their career or more mature. Um, I, I, if you don't mind, just start out with, you know, obviously CEO is on your door. Um, so you're an entrepreneur and a business owner. You know, how, how'd you get into the business? How'd you start your journey? Of course. Um, so I started working at a executive search firm 20, wow, 27 years ago. And I enjoyed the work, but I quickly realized that the business model was somewhat archaic and that it really wasn't uh, focused on the best interest of either the candidate or the client. Uh, the business model was focused on one thing, commissions. And at that time, a movie came out called Jerry Maguire. I saw it and I had the same epiphany that Tom Cruise did in the movie and decided to start a firm where we would really focus on the best interest of the candidate because if a law firm doesn't get another attorney tomorrow, well, so what? Not a lot changes in the world. But the people who trust me with their careers are trusting me with careers that pay anywhere from you know 200000 on the low end to over $2 million on the high end. They have a lot at stake. And our job and, and our whole you know, platform is based on making sure that we look after their best interests first. So I started my own firm, and lo and behold, I ended up uh, becoming much more successful than I ever did under the previous platform and have really enjoyed my, my life much more. Um, along the way, I learned that attorneys can go through seven years of college without ever learning how to negotiate. Not one class on negotiating is required to get a law degree. Uh, I used to lecture on client development for attorneys at USB and Thomas Jefferson and other places, and I found out they don't teach that in law school as well. So we started a business consulting arm to help individual and small firms with the client development process, and that are, those are our two revenue streams nowadays. Uh, the recruiting, we still do. We still do mergers and, you know, hire partners and that kind of thing, and the business consulting is very rewarding. Because when you can help an attorney become more successful in their career, it's just very gratifying. Wow. So, you know, let's go a little bit deeper in that thought process of the importance of, of negotiating. 
Um, sure. Now, can you speak on that a little bit more? Because I, I think that uh, that that's a missing skill set, and not just attorneys, but you know, across the board. And for a lot of the small business owners listening, I mean, you go through all your years of high school, college, and attorney or not. And I don't, I can say that I've never taken a class in negotiating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I used to lecture on that as well. Um, I used to be a guest lecturer at uh, USC and Owen Hall uh, in their negotiating class for the undergrads. And I found that the classes taught a lot about theory and mindset and win-win and that kind of thing. Uh, What we teach are tactics. What specifically you can do. What specifically you can recognize if someone else is doing it. How to negotiate. How to set your goals in advance. And and really the more practical nuts and bolts of negotiating as opposed to the academic theory and that sort of thing. It seems to me, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, again, I've I've never really thought about it much, but it seems to me like somebody that, you know, had taken any type of class or even preparation to negotiate, even reading a book on it, would be better prepared than the person that maybe is just winging it. What do you think? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, imagine this. Think about how much litigation occurs in this country. How many lawsuits are filed every day all over the country? Now, If I'm a business owner and I hire an attorney because we're going to be involved in a lawsuit, his self-interest is going to be served by how many hours he can bill me for. So if that lawsuit goes on for a year, he's rewarded for making sure that lawsuit goes on for a year. If he doesn't know how to negotiate, what are the odds he's going to quickly and efficiently bring my lawsuit to a conclusion in the most cost-effective manner possible. He doesn't have the mindset nor the skill set to do that. What he knows how to do is sue people or companies. So that's, you know, that's a, a major flaw. It's really an indictment of our education system that we teach our students how to get a degree first. So, My daughter, for example, can tell you all about Plato's Allegory of the Caves. Is that going to help her as a marketing major? No. (laughs) Yes. But she had to pay to learn it, okay? Mm -hmm. But as a marketing major, she has not had to take a single class on sales. Fortunately, she's got her father, so, you know, (laughs) that's been ingrained anyways, and and I will tell you that... (laughs) At the age of 10, she wanted some sparkly tennis shoes at Ross, and I told her, fine. They cost $18. If you can negotiate them down to $15, you can have the shoes. She was scared to death, but she went up, and she talked to the manager, and she came back jumping up and down, and she had, at 10 years old, a bit of an epiphany, and that is, wow, even in a retail store, everything is negotiable. Now, if you live in any other country, I've been to places where they'll negotiate and haggle over oranges in the marketplace. They're much better at it. It's just a given. Americans, not so much. Yeah, we're a trained consumer society, whereas I I agree with you. Anywhere you travel, like you will, uh, there's other cultures that it's just part of their – Part of, you know, the way they're raised is not considered distasteful or um, or uh, 
it's the norm. Inappropriate. Not, or whereas, where, exactly. Whereas here, it's sometimes even considered inappropriate, which is always it's always blown my mind. Um, let's yeah. change let's yeah. change speed just a little bit here, and um, let's um, let's dig into what, what you wanted to share: the street smart rule of three. Let's dig into that. Yeah. Okay. So once upon a time, like all students of business, I learned about the Pareto principle, or as many people know it, the 80-20 rule. And what it says is 80% of the sales are made by 20% of the salespeople. 80% of the revenues are created by 20% of the companies, et cetera. And I found that that was just plain wrong. On a, on a macroeconomic scale, it's probably accurate. But if you have a, say, a real estate office with 10 agents in it, and they do, say, 100 houses a year, well, that doesn't mean that two agents do 80 of the houses and the remaining eight only do 20. Uh, that's not the case. On a smaller, smaller level, the Pareto principle doesn't apply. So I thought about it, and I came up with Shelton's Rule of Three. And this uh, occurred to me as a manager, as a business owner. It applies universally to just about everything. And what that means is let's take the same real estate office. Out of the 10 salespeople, maybe two or three are the consummate professionals. They study their craft. They know the market. They dress impeccably. They go to Toastmasters and learn public speaking, whatever it is. Okay. In that same office, there's maybe two or three people who are the manager's nightmare. <laughs> they complain all the time. They have every excuse in the world. They don't study. They don't put in a lot of effort. So A's and C's are very easy to identify. And then the B's are the people who are somewhere in between. Maybe they're professional. They have a positive attitude. But they're not really as dedicated and committed and passionate about whatever their profession is as the A's. So the goal with the rule of three is first just to identify the A's, B's, and C's. If I have a salesperson who is an A, it's easy to take that person for granted and just kind of let them go on their own. And I've heard of so many managers who tell me, look, I spend all my time with my worst employees. They drive me crazy, they stress me out, etc. And what they should be doing is the opposite. They should be letting their A's know, hey, look, you are appreciated, here's some help, here's some support, whatever it is. Then they should be evaluating their B's. The people who are good, but not necessarily great. And from there, you look at, are they a B minus or a B plus? If they're a B plus, then what you need to do is evaluate, what can I do? What will it take to elevate this person to A status? Now, think about how this would apply in other areas. For example, at my company, I have clients who are A clients. If I call the CEO, that call is returned within minutes. They take my counsel. They pay like clockwork. They're pleasant. I like them. Okay, I wish all my clients were like them. I also have clients who are C's. <laughs> and I think we've all had those. They don't return calls. They don't listen to your counsel. When they do pay, they want a discount. When they get the discount, it still takes them four months to pay. And I spoke to an attorney just yesterday who she told me, look, 
I've got these perfect clients, but I find myself spending all my time with my nightmare clients. And I told myself, look, you're doing the opposite of what you should do. If you've got eight clients, wine and dine them. Give them your best. Now, as a pro, you work with all three, okay? But why pour all of your time, effort, and energy into the clients who have proven that they're not worth it? doesn't mean you don't work with them. It just means that you don't let them absorb your very valuable time because that's all we have, okay, as opposed to your A and B clients. Uh, as an employee, let's say you get a job and there are companies that pay much higher than average, companies that pay much lower than average, and companies that are somewhere in between. There are managers who are great, managers who are horrible, somewhere in between. Uh, you know, all these things come into play. So if you're at a company that you have discovered pays much lower than average, companies that pay lower than average almost never become companies that pay higher than average. That's what it's time to do. Time to start looking around. Okay? Mm. Uh, with vendors. I have vendors who supply an excellent product consistently every single time. I have vendors who don't every single time. <laughs> and then I have those who are in between. So when it comes to C vendors, guess what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to shop them. Yeah, see if I can find a better value out there. Uh, that's great. And that's, um, that's something to, uh, for those of you listening to this podcast, hey, I would say if you weren't, if you weren't taking notes, go back and listen to this one again. You're going to want to take some notes on this because the, um, the better you get with, um, you know, defining and kind of going through your organization and looking at what's an A, B, and C, whether it's an employee, whether it's a client, whether it's a vendor, um, it's going to make, it's going to empower you to make better decisions. Uh, so hey, I really you appreciate you, you, you sharing that. Um, let's talk a little bit sure. more about your business. Um, and you know, work, working, um, if somebody's listening to this and they're impressed and they say, hey, I want to do business with this gentleman, um, how do they find Frederick? Sure. Um, you can just Google Frederick Shelton or my firm, Shelton and Steel, will probably be the first listings that you see. Uh, and for attorneys and law firms, uh, right now we're actually not accepting any more clients on the law firm side. We might make an exception, but we've got just the best, you know, stable of clients I've had in my career. Uh, as far as attorneys go, what we do is we help attorneys who are at a firm, uh, evaluate whether or not, you know, the firm they're at is the, the best place for them. You know, so, uh, and if not, then we'll help them identify what could be better and give them very specific reasons as to why they could leverage what they have more effectively at another firm. When it comes to individual attorneys, small firms, and small high-end professional businesses, accounting, consulting, you know, folks of that nature, um, we offer what we call the street smart consulting, and this is immediately applicable and practical material. So it's not going to be like I have seen so many consultants come in where you listen to them for an hour, and you might get five minutes worth of you know gold nuggets in there. Um, if you retain us, and at any time during the first hour 
you're not just completely blown away and, and convinced that you're getting the value for your dollar, then we, we refund the full amount. We're that confident in what we offer. And, and keep in mind, I'm, you know, I've got like the former worldwide director of marketing for Dolby Laboratories. I've got a CTO for uh, or former CTO for an insurance company. We've got data analytics experts. So we put together a comprehensive package and most commonly, what people want to know is how do I get clients in the door and keep them there? And that's where we specialize. All right. Well, hey, I really appreciate you taking your time out today, Frederick. Um, hey, everyone, go to thatsheltonsteel.com. Um, hey, appreciate your time and coming on the show, Frederick. All right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you.